This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're pushing baby out in episode number 155. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, ladies. This is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Today, we are going to talk about a hot topic in the birth and baby world, and that is pushing. It is a topic that I feel fairly opinionated on, but I also feel like I've seen a lot of variation on, and I think that it's okay for there to be some variation. Let's just jump right into things and talk about pushing. Really, not all pushing is considered equal, and there's all kinds of different things going on depending on what ideology of birth you're looking at. If you're watching birth shows on TV, you're seeing this ridiculous and exaggerated pushing. I I hate birth scenes in television. I hate birth scenes in most books. I hate birth scenes in movies. Uh, Our eldest is interested in acting and that sort of thing. And she's talked about how she ever writes a screenplay. She wants to write a good birth scene just for my sake. And I love her for that. But those birth scenes are often really exaggerated. And oftentimes they involve Lots of trauma, even in book series that I ultimately like. It's like, why does there always have to be a birth scene that goes wrong? You know, why is that like a bread and butter for authors? And I guess maybe it's because it brings in this kind of easy, visceral level of trauma to your hero or heroine because something went wrong during the birth, but or their birth, but it's really not fair to women. So you see these ridiculously exaggerated birth and pushing scenes when it comes to Hollywood or to best-selling novels. And then you see hospital birth scenes, which have women in this ridiculous, exaggerated position doing this ridiculous, exaggerated pushing that we're going to come and talk about more in a minute. And that's just kind of par for the course. It's just the way that it's done. And really, nobody seems to question it because they think that it's normal, but it's not. And then we have other schools of thought like you hear the term mother-directed pushing and, you know, really what does that mean? And then you have no pushing at all. Should I not push my baby out at all? So there's all kinds of different types of pushing. And I've talked about pushing before on the podcast, but it's such a topic. I guess it's a universal and timeless topic that comes up again and again. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. So again, not all pushing is, is created equal, And then we have these different schools of thought on what kind of pushing we should use. So let's talk for a minute about the hospital pushing, which is, that's called the Valsalva maneuver. It actually has a name. Or the way that they push is called the Valsalva maneuver. And the pushing position is called the lithotomy position. And it's this semi-sitting position with the mom's feet up in stirrups. That's called the lithotomy position. And that position is not because it has any advantages whatsoever to birth. It actually does not. It's actually possibly hinders birth because the tailbone and the sacrum, which you know what your tailbone is, and the sacrum is that bony plate just above your tailbone. And it kind of compresses and mashes that bone up into your baby's head. And 
the way that you're sitting, instead of your baby coming straight down through the pelvis, your pelvis is kind of compressed and even lifted a little. So if you think about it, it's like your baby kind of has to come down and then then jump back up a little bit slightly as they're coming out. It's just not an ideal birth position. And then the pushing technique that's used in hospitals is the Valsalva maneuver. And you do see this in most Hollywood films which is where the mother kind of puts her chin to her chest and puffs out her cheeks or holds her breath, and then she pushes, pushes, pushes to the, to the count of ten. So one, two, three, the, the nurses are all yelling at her, and her husband's yelling at her, and that's the Valsalva maneuver. And it's really not a great way to push a baby out. In fact, it can cause a lot of bruising for mom. It can cause burst blood vessels in the mom's eyes. It's just really not best. So when I talk about there are different schools of thought on pushing and there's really, you, you know, you push the way that you need to, I, I don't necessarily think that moms need to use the Valsalva maneuver to push. Now, there are times when I do think there are moms who may need to push and who may need to, to give it some oomph, and we'll come back to that. But I think there are better ways than lithotomy position and the Valsalva maneuver. So let's talk about positions for pushing first of all, and then come back about the actual pushing itself, because I opened that can of worms with talking about the lithotomy position. So there are many different positions that women can push babies out in. You don't have to be in the lithotomy position. And some of those positions are gentler for pushing than others. And especially if you're, what you're going for is a gentle pushing stage, then spending some time thinking about positions is really good. Uh, every week with my Mama Baby Birthing class, my Mama Baby Birthing class is an online childbirth class. It's a six-week series, and you do it totally online, and it's self-paced. You can go through it in six weeks. You can go through it in six days. You can go through it in six months. Whatever works for you, I do encourage you, however, to go through it. I do have a crash course for those of you who really are thinking you need to go through it in six days because your baby's doing six days. There's a crash course feature, but the course is is, is uh, scheduled to go for six weeks. But I do have a call every week, a live Q&A call that I do. And so even though the class itself is pre-recorded and self-paced, there's that live call for you to get that interaction if you should desire it and get your own questions answered. So last week I was doing one of those calls and we ended up talking some about pushing positions and gentle positions to push in and what positions are best, especially if you're concerned about tearing or if you want to have a gentle second stage, which is the pushing stage. And there are some that are better than others. I was also, I do personal prenatals, which is like a one-on-one service that I offer to moms. And this mom was overdue by a number of days. I say overdue, quote unquote, but you know, baby just wasn't ready to come yet. But we were having conversations about big babies and what's the best position to push out big babies. And really a good position to push out a big baby is a good position to push out any baby. So positions do make a difference and are a good thing to consider. And sometimes people are like, just cut to the chase, Kristen, give it to me straight. What positions would you recommend? And so I'll do that. I feel like the best positions to push your baby out in are either kneeling, so that's um, on your knees, or you can do a variation of kneeling where you're down on one knee and then your other leg is up on the foot. I don't recommend a full squat, however, unless you spend a lot of time squatting in daily life. So if you have grown up and squatting is just the way that you sit, by all means, 
feel free to birth your baby in a squat. But if you are a typical modern woman and don't spend a lot of time squatting, even if you've started to do a lot more squats in this pregnancy, I would recommend that you don't birth your baby in a full squat. So either kneeling or kind of a half squat with one leg down and one up. And the reason for that is that we know that a full squat can is a good position to line the baby up in, but it can really increase the intensity of birth and increase the intensity of tearing because there's a lot of pressure on the perineum in that position, which is not there so much. The skin is not stretched quite the same way if you're kneeling or if you have one leg up because there's a lot more mobility um, for you to kind of close your legs or to adjust your legs to, to help relieve pressure on the perineum or to even shift your body in different directions. There's more freedom of movement. So kneeling or that half kneeling position would be number one. Hands and knees, which is similar to kneeling and a lot of women who um, end up kneeling end up in hands and knees position. If you're birthing your baby on land, probably you're going to use a hands and knees position. Though if you're on the floor leaning forward into your bed or your couch, you may kneel. Or if you're in a birth tub, you may kneel. But if you're on the bed, probably you're going to end up in the hands and knees position. Another really great way to birth your baby. If you're birthing your baby somewhere with a care provider who really wants that quote unquote fast and easy access to what's going on, hands and knees is a good position because they get a really good view of what's going on. Now it takes, if your care provider hasn't done a lot of births where a mom is in that position, it's a little bit of a mental exercise for them because everything is the opposite of the way that they've trained. And so if they're not used to it, that might be something, but, but really care providers should be skilled. And if a mom's birthing with her belly up, birthing with her belly down, regardless of which way, because the baby's mechanics are the same. They just don't, they seem to be different because the mother's position is different. But that's your care provider's deal and not yours. But that is a great position to give your care provider a great view of what's going on if that's something that they feel concerned about. So kneeling or on hands and knees. Standing is another great position to birth your baby in. Standing perhaps can bring about the fastest birth because you're definitely aided by gravity. You're definitely going to need something for support. So either a support person that you're leaning forward on or you're leaning forward into something like a counter or you might have a, a rope hanging from the ceiling or some hospitals have the bed set up where a bar can be set up and actually often they hang a sheet on the bar for you to to hold on to and bear down on. Though I have seen a beautiful video of a mom kind of supporting herself in a doorway and then as the baby's born and she, she grabs the baby herself, um, and kind of helps bring the baby down gently. And, <laughs> and I don't think she's holding on to anything except the doorway. So definitely women can birth standing, even without a lot of external support. But standing is another good one. So kneeling, hands and knees, standing. Those are probably the best positions for pushing. Now, a really gentle position for pushing but one that may be a little bit slower and bringing the baby down is side lying. So you can lie, for example, on your left side so there's good oxygen flow. And then 
somebody, a helper can support your leg being held up for you so that that's something you don't have to worry about. And then that's a nice gentle position for pushing your baby out. So especially if that's something that you feel concerned about, then consider if you want a slow, for example, a slower birthing, a more controlled experience pushing your baby out. Maybe you're really worried about tearing or you had have had really fast pushing experiences that that didn't feel good to you then you can consider that for a position to pull your baby out so four positions that i feel are really good positions squatting hands and knees and standing are going to be really good positions to bring baby down and out side lying a little bit of a slower and more controlled position for you but also your pelvis is your sacrum and your tailbone are very free and flexible and you're able to flex your hips and help your baby out so even though it's a lateral position where you're lying down it still gives you some of that flexibility of movement and it also gives you that slower Typically, some babies are just going to come fast no matter what, but that slower, more control pushing if that's something that appeals to you. So let's talk a little bit about pushing and what you might need. So sometimes, so one of the things that's really trendy, I guess, in natural birth is is not pushing and just letting your body do all the work. Well, first of all, I will share, I've had eight babies naturally and I feel like pushing got easier as I had more babies, but sometimes I wonder if it's just that I I knew the sensation more and I knew what was going on and some of the fear that I felt with my first babies and this being a new thing wasn't there. Now, I know some women love the pushing stage, even from their first baby, because after feeling like things are just happening to you and you're passive and these these really powerful pressure waves or rushes or contractions or whatever you want to call them have moved through your body and you just you just kind of go with it because you're not in control of it then pushing brings a measure of control and some women really like that because they feel like it's more purposeful I didn't have that experience and I don't know that I would say that I've ever had that feeling for me personally but especially in my first few births, I found pushing, the pushing stage was was kind of overwhelming. And it just didn't feel good or feel right to me. Whereas with my fourth baby on, I felt much more connected with pushing. And I actually also, I, I think I really got what my body was needing to do. And I was able to really go with that and trust that. And say, okay, let's do this because one of the things about pushing and this whole, I'm not going to push, I'm just going to let my body do everything, is you probably can't not push. Physiologically, yes, the uterus is doing pushing, but there's this, this compulsion to bear down with your uterus. And it may not be there at first, but for many women, it it starts and you can kind of feel it. So you sometimes midwives will ask, are you feeling pushy? And it's like, what does that even mean? But there's this feeling, this change that comes to the rushes or the contractions where 
there's almost a little bit of a catch. That's the way that I think that it it starts. For me, at least, it started. There's there's a little bit of a catch, like just a little bit of a different change at the beginning. And it's almost like a catch in your throat as it comes on and it's like, <gasps> and there's maybe a little bit of a bearing down. And then as the as your body begins to do more pushing, it becomes more pronounced and and you really can't even help it. You are just bearing down and and your your breath continues to catch in your throat. And there's just this bearing down. There's this, you know, it's just happening. The baby is coming. And I feel like when women talk about you don't have to push, let your body do the pushing, you don't have to necessarily fight that natural urge to push that comes with your body. Now, it's true some women will say, I need to push, and they're pushing, quote unquote, too early. And there can be different things going on with that. Sometimes I think there is fear. Sometimes I think there's a f- there's this intense energy and you don't know what to do with it. And a lot of midwives will suggest try and breathe through that feeling until it's absolutely irresistible. Because a lot of times when you hear a mom say, I've got to push, I've got to push, there's this note of almost panic. And it's... It's that intensity that comes with the rushes and the waves. And having you, you do need to do something with that energy. So one of the things that I talk about in Mama Baby Birthing that might feel a little bit weird is doing something with that energy and blowing it out like at the end of a contraction, just taking that deep cleansing breath where you let it out. But also like one of the things that I did with Scott was um, between the contractions, like I would kiss his cheek, like usually little kisses. And one of those things is his cheeks are always super soft. Um, and, but it's just this letting that intensity out by giving that energy to somebody else. And if you read in other books, like for example, Spiritual Midwifery, which is definitely dated hippie-ish language or, um, or uh, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, which also has uh, birth stories in it. Those books, you'll hear some of this talk about doing something with that birthing energy. One of the things that, I think it's in Spiritual Midwifery, Ina May talks about arm wrestling. (laughs) So can you imagine arm wrestling in the midst of your birthing time? But again, it's this thing of needing to do something with that energy and whether that's breathing or whether that's looking at people in the room and saying, I love you or, you know, giving your husband a kiss on the cheek or a kiss on his hands is after the contraction. You're not going to do this in the middle of the contraction, but it's just, it's kind of doing something with that energy, that intensity of it. And then again, going back to the midwife saying, just try and breathe through that feeling that you have to push until it becomes irresistible. Because sometimes it is just this desire to do something with that intense energy. But when it is really it, when it is really pushing and it's really irresistible, like there's that, I talk about the catch and the grunt because it's really there. I mean, it's it's really visceral, really guttural. I mean, it, it can really feel like having a bowel movement kind of thing. Like there is this pushing only much, much, much more. There's this intense pushing. And I just, I want to be real with you ladies, because we're talking about something that's real, which is pushing a baby out. So it's there and you go with it. And I think when we talk about, 
I don't want to push. I just want to let my body do all the work. There can be a confusion there. And I feel like that's some of the confusion that I had with my early babies is I just want to let my body do all the work. Well, part of it is when your body starts working, your body is going to say, hey, let's push. And you're going to push. And sometimes you're really going to push. Um, Sometimes you may want to stop pushing and your body just keeps going. That's something that I can, uh, you know, I I can remember thinking because when you're birthing, you're in this other place on some levels, but you're, you know, your brain doesn't stop and you're thinking. And, and some of my clearest memories are, is that moment as I'm pushing my babies out and my, my brain is working and thinking about what's happening and, you know, like, okay, baby's head's out. Now, is it going to stop and wait for the next contraction for my baby to be born or nope, nope, just going to keep pushing and, and the baby is coming. And so, you know, your body is, is going to do that and it's going to make some of those decisions and you may want to make the decision to stop but your body says let's keep going so in a lot of ways yes it's mother directed pushing is is pushing with your body but it's not necessarily and even if you say I'm going to let my body do all the work it's not necessarily the absence of your pushing if that makes sense because if your body says let's push then you're going to go with your body and do what it says Another thing is, I think first-time moms, or if you're going for a VBAC, sometimes you pushing, or you letting your body push or whatever, it, it may not feel like enough. Like, especially if you're not actively pushing, or you're kind of resisting pushing, and I, I was there with my first baby, you know, I was pushing, but I was kind of scared too, and my midwife suggested a a position change to help bring my baby down. And I actually resisted that for quite a while until later I was like, I want to do anything to get this baby out. And so I stood up and and my baby literally came rushing out. But you may need to really get some oomph in there behind that baby. So we have this picture in our mind, I think sometimes when we think about, oh, we're just going to let our body do the pushing and it's going to be this sweet, slow, gentle thing and our baby's just going to come out so smoothly and peacefully and then the baby is, isn't coming out quite that peacefully and you may need to give a little bit of oomph to it. And that's okay. And I again, I especially feel like it's true with first babies or VBAC, first vaginal birth, that it's just because this is the first time a little baby's moving down through your body and moving down through your bones And baby might need a little bit of that oomph. And I still feel like the Valsalva maneuver is a bad idea. But you may need to push. And one thing that can help in this instance especially, I think, is if you have... Sometimes moms aren't certain how to organize that effort to help pushing. Or it feels really overwhelming. And so sometimes uh, your midwife might ask your permission to help direct that. And this is something that I've seen help moms at birth is for her to put her hand down there where the baby crowns right at the opening of the birth canal or the vagina and say push to here. Because when we think about pushing, (laughs) when you think about pushing when you're not pregnant, you're thinking about having a bowel movement. And yeah, that comes out of the same general area, but but it's a different place. And so sometimes having that tactile feeling of where to push to could help and you could also do it for yourself so if you were having an unassisted birth or you didn't feel comfortable with somebody else's hands 
then having your hands um, at the opening to the birth canal can really, or your, you know, a couple fingers. And especially if you feel comfortable with this, reaching up and feeling, because if you're starting to push, you're going to be able to feel the baby's head. Now, when you're first starting pushing, it's, you're not going to necessarily like feel this big baby head right there. But if you reach a little bit in, you can feel, and, and especially at first when the baby's head is first starting to come down into the birth canal, it kind of feels squishy because the top of their head, like the skin on the crown of their head is what's coming first. And it feels a little bit wrinkly and you might feel some hair and it feels kind of funny, but feeling your baby can be really motivating and organizing for you to know uh, where to push to, especially again, if you're feeling disorganized or unsure, or you're almost kind of fighting those pushing sensations because they're overwhelming. So that's a thought that can help. And again, it's it's being in tune and intentional, and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily 100% completely effortless because birth, just like when you think about other things, when you think about athletics, or when you think about cooking, or drawing, or sex, or anything like that. You know, yeah, you may know how to do it on a basic level, but if you practice more, you get better at it. And so birth isn't, you know, is a physical activity just like any other. And and you can do better with it as you start to understand it a little bit more. And it seems weird to talk about like when you're in the middle of birthing your baby, what am I going to learn? But again, it's that thing of just thinking about or even touching, okay, where am I going to push to? And these sensations are coming and what do I do with them? And that can, that can help. You don't need to necessarily be too terribly analytical. But, you know, you're, you've got a brain. You're a smart woman. And you can say, okay, this is, you know, this is my baby coming down. And this is this pushing. And this is what I'm going to let happen. Now, I think you need to honor what you need. So if having another person help or giving some direction is what's going to help you, then do that. Or if really kind of saying, you know, hands off, I want to do this for myself is what you need, then do that. I know that for myself, bringing my own baby up was really important to me. My fourth baby was born unassisted because the midwife didn't make it. And his birth really changed a whole lot for me about birthing because it was so incredibly empowering for me to be able to bring my own baby up. It was just incredible. And after that, that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't want any other hands down there near anything, just mine. And all of my other babies, I I brought them up myself. And so I think that's, you know, but part of that is, is thinking about in advance. And it's part of what you feel comfortable with about your body and birthing your baby. So it's just, again, part of honoring you and what you want. And you can read natural birth stories and read about what other mamas did. I I don't like recommending watching natural birth videos when you're pregnant unless somebody has pre-screened them and said that these are nice ones because a video just imprints on your mind in a way that a, that a written birth story doesn't. And if there's one that afterwards you found was a little more intense than something that you want on your mind then I think, you know, so I have in Mama Baby Birthing, I have a page of videos that I think are just really beautiful videos. Um, But I definitely think that reading birth stories is a good idea. So pregnancy, there's pregnancy prep that you can do that helps a lot with 
pushing your baby out. And first of all, childbirth classes, just so that you understand the mechanics of giving birth and all of that kind of thing are really helpful. And, you know, a mama baby birthing, I talk a lot about pushing and I share a video of Corwin's birth, which was such a peaceful pushing stage that nobody realized that he was born until I was bringing him up. And I talk about, you know, just starting to feel comfortable with things and And really, I'll say a little bit about that now. So getting comfortable kind of down there, especially if you desire to bring your own baby up or if you're hoping that, you know, you could feel your baby's head. And a lot of women find that helpful. Feeling your baby's head can help bring energy too, especially if you're starting to feel tired because you realize, whoa, the baby is coming. But feeling your baby's head So starting to get comfortable down there, if you're an abuse survivor, I would definitely recommend that you talk with your midwife about it or, you know, talk with somebody because if it's activating for you, then this is something that's good to work through during pregnancy, Uh, especially with somebody really compassionate. I would suggest considering hiring a doula if you don't have a midwife or maybe even if you do and perhaps somebody who's really familiar with helping survivors who are birthing because this can actually be a really empowering time for you. And I feel like, you know, you're an incredible and beautiful woman. And this is an experience that can and should be rightfully yours to be in control of. And having somebody who respects that and can help you work through that, that this is a good time to gift yourself that. And you're 100% totally worth it. And your little one is worth it, but really, Mama, you intrinsically have an amount of value and worth. And so doing that processing and finding that place of comfort or finding that place where you realize, I want things to be hands-off and let the midwife or the doctor kind of handle things down there and I'm going to have the support that I need a little bit more cerebrally. That's something, again, this is honoring where you are and what you need. And I just think that this is a good time to say, you know, this is my body and this is this beautiful thing that I'm doing for my baby, but I get to, you know, I get to call the shots on that and work through this. So that's just kind of a little side note. But I do feel like during pregnancy, getting kind of comfortable down there with your own body, with your own tissues can help you, especially during the pushing stage. And perennial massage or the internal work, which is something from the Birthing Better course, I feel is really helpful. Perennial massage, I'm going to link to uh, the article that I did on the Ring of Fire. I talk a lot about perennial massage in that article and I have some handouts and I do feel like the research supports it. The internal work is a little bit more comprehensive than the Ring of Fire. It's part of the Birthing Better course, which is a paid course that covers, it's not a full childbirth class, but it gives you lots of skills for birthing. So, and it goes way beyond positions to really understanding the pelvis and how to open for the baby, um, how to prepare before birth so that you're able to do that, um, create more room in the pelvis. And it also covers the internal work, which is, it's different than perennial massage. It's more in depth than perennial massage and will really help you understand tension and relaxation in the pelvis and how to soften And that can be very helpful during the pushing stage and also can help you gain comfort with quote unquote down there with the birth canal and your own body. So it's a, that's a good course. And especially if you're concerned about tearing, that's my top recommendation. Another thing that can really help 
is visualization. The best resource that I found for visualization is Hypnobabies, which is another birth course. I'll link to my review of Hypnobabies because I actually went through it in a couple of my pregnancies. And when I was birthing Corwin, which is the birth that I have recorded on video, when I was birthing Corwin, a lot of the Hypnobabies imagery that I'd focused on throughout my pregnancy with him is what was right there with me. Um, Hypnobabies uses different things. So you can kind of choose the imagery that works for you. Carrie Tershoff is the one who does hypnobabies. And she talks you through different imagery, um, like I think warmth and light, like color. And and so for me, like light and color was something that, that resonated with me during pregnancy. So just kind of imagining the areas that I wanted to soften and relax. Soften is a word from the Birthing Better course and then um, peace actually is the, is the hypno baby's word, but just bringing that relaxation and softening to the pelvic area. And, and I visualized like color flowing over that area. So when I was birthing Corwin, I actually saw that in the eye of my mind as I softened those tissues, I pictured coming in front of his head, like this golden blue, like bluish and gold light mixed together. And it sounds cheesy to say it, but it was it was really powerful in the moment. And I really think that that was part of why his birth was so sweet and smooth was that that was imagery that I had seen with listening to Carrie on the relaxation tracks throughout my pregnancy. And then it, it was just really right there with me. It was really powerful during that birth in particular. And uh, so I've always appreciated that. So if you feel like the the visualizations and hypno babies are guided relaxation really with visualization and, and covering different parts of your birthing time but there is the where you focus on thinking through pushing and everything so that you know that's there so I'll link to my review of that and and there are many visualizations I have a guided relaxation and mama baby birthing but those visualizations are really powerful and so again I mentioned different options because different things are going to resonate with different people. If you're a birth junkie like me, everything <laughs> might resonate with you or you might find bits and pieces and everything. I feel like if there's a childbirth course, I've probably gone through it. But I talk about the ones that really personally impacted me the most, which is what I've learned through my own births and put together in Mama Baby Birthing and then what I learned from the Birthing Better course in Hypnobabies. And I feel like when it comes to pushing, there's so much from all of them. And it's all, a lot of it is work that you do during pregnancy. And then that becomes part of your inner wisdom that you hold with you during your birthing time. One of the things, this is one of my biggest tips in mama baby birthing, is that whatever it is that you choose to do when you're thinking about softening and relaxation, because that's one of the things that you want to do during the pushing stage. It's kind of this time of paradox where you may be actively pushing, but you want your bottom soft and open for your baby to come through gently. And so getting to the point where you condition your body to do that softening is a good thing. And as pregnant women, we're fortunate because we're in the bathroom all the time. And so anytime you go to pee, just I love the word soften because sometimes when you hear the word relax, what do you do? You tense up. That's why I like soften. I think it was brilliant for birthing better to use that word. So, you know, you practice softening those tissues. And, and at first you might, you could even do it right now. You might be doing it unconsciously as I'm talking about it. But clench up your pelvic muscles. 
to kind of just get a feel of, okay, what musculature is down there? What does it feel like when there's tension? And then practice letting that tension go and softening it. And when you go to the bathroom, you sit on the toilet and you just, you know, you kind of soften. And especially if you have a bowel movement, practice that softening because it's birthing a baby. A baby's head is going to be bigger and it comes out of a slightly different place. But you're still conditioning your musculature to soften. And especially if you have a keyword like peace, like hypnobabies uses or soften from the birthing better course or whatever works for you. And I, it's so powerful that when I say those words now, Phoenix is about to turn three. So I last gave birth almost exactly three years ago. And those, those words still cause those muscles to soften because I've had so many babies at this point and used those words as keywords throughout so many pregnancies. So again, it's that conditioning of your body. So when pushing, those are things that can help. Positions, thinking about what's going to work for you during pushing and, and realizing that mother-directed pushing is kind of it basically means not valsalva maneuver, not somebody else commanding you to push until the end of a contraction or until a count of 10 or whatever, which is kind of artificial, but rather pushing with your body. And sometimes you might have help, especially from a knowledgeable midwife who says, you know, push to here or let's give a little push and see what happens. One thing that can sometimes happen to women who are worried is they won't push But if they give it a little oomph a couple times, then the body will go, oh, she's ready. And then that that will kick in on its own. So those are just some ideas and then some ideas and resources for you during pregnancy. If you want to check out Mama Baby Birthing, where I go into all of this in a lot more detail, if you want to ask me personally about your situation or share your concerns and thoughts, then Mama Baby Birthing is at mamababybirthing.com, M-A-M-A babybirthing.com. Like I said, we do the weekly call. You can either shoot me an email or ask your questions in chat or ask your questions live on the call. I'm there every week and I answer those there for you. Otherwise, if you want to check out more from me, you can head over to trustbirth101.com. That's trustbirth101.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get notified about podcasts, new articles. I've got a lot coming out in the next month. I'm also really excited because I've got some product reviews that are going to be coming out. I've got a prenatal recommendation finally that I can make with 100% confidence. I think I found a real winner and I'm going to release that shortly. Uh, So just covering all kinds of cool stuff, plus lots of helpful emails that you'll get with pregnancy, birth, baby, and your toddlers, all of that joy that comes with mothering. So check out the newsletter list for that. And again, Mama Baby Birthing, M-A-M-A babybirthing.com for more on the class. And with that, I will talk to you next week and I hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.